We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. Happy 2024. We're back for the first time since talking about cookies like two, three weeks ago. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking Game Week 21, the first weekend of Game Week 21, I should say, here on this show. Giving in some bets. Chris, Happy New Year. I know people get pissed off, specifically uh, Larry David, when you say Happy New Year 12, year, 12 days after the new year actually started, but Happy New Year anyways. I haven't seen you since since the new year turned. Uh, ha, ha, welcome to 2024. And did you get enough cookies over the break? Huh. Thanks, Adam. I frankly, I think you can you can use Happy New Year all through quarter one. You know, it could be like don't tell Larry David this. I don't know if you watch Curb yeah. Your Enthusiasm. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I'm a fan, but I I don't think I could. You know, I don't think I'll ever run into Larry David personally. Um, <laughs> you, you're on Happy the New Coast. Year. At least through like you know middle of February seems fine. Like we there's okay. a lot you know going to be ten and a half other months after that, and we're, we're still still pretty fresh <laughs> in our minds. Anyway, it's good to be back. Know. We had a little hiatus. The, the 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 soccer didn't stop necessarily, but we we took a, a much needed hiatus. Um, we were coming off a little bit of a, a nice little streak there at the end of the year, uh, but uh, we're back now. Got some big games. A bit of a weird game week here for us uh, that we're going to get into. I've got, you know, for the fans, the OG fans of kits and wagers here, you know, we, we, we've kind of rifled through our kits over the years and uh, I'm in the Dortmund quarter zip here. If you're watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, a uh, lot of interesting transfer talks. Jane Sancho came in for a medical. Uh, so his uh, imprisonment or his purgatory at Manchester United, at least till the end of the season is over, um, which is good to see, you know, he's a great talent at Dortmund and, and hasn't seen any sort of uh uh, that hasn't come to fruition at all with United, so I'm, I'm happy to see him get get some run back at the, the old club. A lot of a lot of interesting transfer talk there. So, um, anyways, we're back. I am a little chubbier from the the cookies. I'll say I you know cookies and or some good cold beers over the break. But uh, you know we're like you said, 12 days into the year, so I've had a little bit of time to distance myself from that and uh, back running running a clean clean tight ship here. But uh, Good to be back with you here, Adam. 
Yeah, I didn't uh, have the surprise for you, but I, I got a different kind of kit. You got the Dortmund kit going, and I have the uh, the Blizzard kit. So this is a this is an icebreaker Merino two sixty. Uh, underneath wow. we got a Pelican here, just showing off some some good some good wow. vibes. As we get to Blizzard twenty twenty four, we're about t minus sixty minutes from the Blizzard starting up over here in Michigan. We're gonna get some lake effect, or we can get some you know forty fifty mile per hour gusts. We're gonna get a couple couple feet of snow here uh so hopefully hopefully that doesn't start uh immediately and my internet goes out so that's what i got i got the blizzard kit on that's that's you what got, i was going with you got a snowblower or you you shovel guy we have a skinny driveway and you know my wife has tried to get a snowblower the last three years but uh I haven't budged. I still shovel, and uh, we'll, we'll see. What, we'll see what happens after this storm. Maybe my arms will be dead. Maybe my back will be broken. Uh, but my spirit will not be broken. I believe in the shovel, as long as we have a skinny driveway. Is what I'll say. That's that's a hard hat and launch pail effort from you. And uh, you know, if your if your soccer podcast isn't a shovel guy and it's a snowball guy, you know, maybe consider your, your your podcast again. So good to hear, Adam. You're you're holding out holding out. Uh, for the hard work, the hard yards, if you will. For now, for now. I your birthday's coming up. I, I turned 36 <laughs> since the last time we talked. My birthday was nice, happy belated. Was was over the break. So, you know, the the years are getting up there. It's starting to get a little more difficult to do things, specifically <laughs> shoveling snow, specifically shoveling two feet of snow. So as I said, we'll see how that goes. But we got game week twenty-one to talk about. We so there's four games this weekend. We're going to have bets on all four of those games, something we don't usually do. Uh, we got Burnley home against Luton Town Friday. We would have liked to talk about that, but that is that game's in five hours from now. So there's no point in you know doing this show now and then having that content be up for you know four hours of usefulness kind of thing. So we're doing four different games. We're going to do a single game parlay at the end of the show on the Chelsea Fulham match. So you got to stay until the end of that show. Uh, to the end of the show to find out about that. That is the uh, the, the big the big bet that you're going to want. We have, I believe it's two plus 285 single game parlay we have in that one. But the first game we're going with, we got Newcastle home against Manchester City on Saturday. Again, game week 21. So in addition to this being spread out from through like 10 days, all these games are standalone matches, which is just another thing you don't usually see. I don't remember if this... Has actually happened before in the Premier League when all 10 matches of a game week were just standalone games, but here we are. Newcastle plus 450 to win. Manchester City minus 175. You got the drop plus 340. Over two and a half goals is minus 160. Under two and a half goals at plus 130. We got the news this morning that Joel Linton is going to be out for six weeks. So that's a new injury for Newcastle to add to their already pretty lengthy list. And then you have Manchester City, Erling Holland was confirmed out this morning as well. So he's out. John Stones is also out. The question for Manchester City is, will De Bruyne start? Will Doku start? We got the, uh, what is it, the seventh, I want to say, last weekend Manchester City played in the EFL Cup, and De Bruyne and Doku came off the bench. So the question for City will be, are those guys going to be ready to start? Uh, and if not, we'll see what they look like. So, Chris, how big of a factor here is, is even if he starts, even if he doesn't start, is just like having De Bruyne back, first of all, and then Doku, who had been out for more than a month against a team that's dealing with, you know, I don't know, five, six first-team injuries. Yeah, big, big-time factor here. I mean, two two, two things here. 
a midfield of Rodri and Kevin De Bruyne is undoubtedly the best midfield in the in the EPL. So, you know, if they can get both of those guys in there and then, you know, sit Foden in behind and let let Rodri clean up and De Bruyne uh, kind of spray and find, you know, find outlets. I mean, no defense in the league wants to play against that. Another big factor that you did kind of briefly touch on is no Erling Holland, <laughs> the, you know, the golden boot winner. He's, I think him and Salah are currently tied on 14 goals. That's a huge miss. Uh, especially when you consider, I mean, you, you did mention that new Newcastle is missing, going to be missing a number of players, but I honestly think, you know, their back line looks pretty strong in compared comparison to what they usually run out there. Dan Byrne will start. They got Shar, Botman and Trippier. I think that's their, their preferred starting back line. If I'm correct. I mean, they're, they're going to be yes. missing Nick Pope in goal, which is obviously a huge miss. Dubrovka's okay, but that's still, the, that's still what they're looking for out of their back line. Uh, Another factor here, Newcastle, best team in the league at home defensively. Um, they've conceded just seven goals at home uh, so far this season. Um, you know, they're they're way stronger at uh, at home than they are away. You know, when you compare their records in 10 games this season, they they have eight wins and two losses. Those two losses, one being the uh, one, uh, the two, I think it was 2-1 to Liverpool. And then they recently lost, I think it was Nottingham Forest was their most recent outing which is a pretty pretty bad look but um and then uh, looking at their away form they're just brutal away from home one win two two draws and seven losses so uh, way way better at home um st james park obviously a really tough place to play typically so the the holland being gone not not being available and the factor that newcastle has their strongest back line they are really good at home they're good defensively at home I kind of leads me to believe um, I, I initially thought about a Newcastle double chance because they're so strong at home, but I just, you know, seeing them lose recently at home kind of took me off that. And so I, I leaned into a little bit different. Um, I went under two and a half at plus one thirty. no Holland. Um, you mentioned some of the other injuries for both uh, for uh, city and Newcastle. I, I just, I, I see this being like a, a two nil or a one nil and, and pretty low score in a fair. Um, and I think that's how we end up, but are, are you thinking low scoring here? You think, uh, you know, you get the whole engine room back in the city midfield back and, and they're going to be able to put up goals against this, this Newcastle team. That's, you know, starting Lewis Smiley, starting the Sean Longstaff in the midfield. I think we're on the, the same side here. So you gave your bet. I wrote down my bet yesterday. You gave my, you gave your bet overnight and it was the same bet that I had. Uh, you got Classic. under two and a half goals, plus 130. And I, we're kind of thinking the same thing because I was also considering Newcastle double chance. But at some point, you know, Newcastle double chance is difficult to take, take against Manchester City. You may have taken that last season in this game. I remember it resulted 3-3. I feel like yeah. you had it. I had, um, a, I, also, I had plus one and a half, I remember. Okay, it's plus one and a half. Yeah, the yeah. plus one and a half is like minus two hundred right now. Yeah, not not feasible. Yeah, I think I actually took under two and a half or under three and a half, and it finished three three. Uh, you know, no guarantees. I'm tr- I'm trying to remember what we talked about. It was about two like seasons year. ago. Oh, was it two seasons ago? All right, yeah, that was well, twenty twenty two. Maybe it was two seasons ago. No, the that was city yeah, won both. That's the last season. Last year. That was the last season. August. It was early in the. Oh, you're it was right. It's like one of the first. First oh, games, yeah. Good call, good call, good call. And then they just played. They had the EFL Cup game. <laughs> the calendar turns to 2024, and I'm like, that's like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. It's a new year. It's a new year. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm just trying to, I just lost what I was talking about, but yeah, we're on the same thing. Uh, this is their preferred back line. You mentioned the, the Nottingham Forest game. That was like at the end of maybe three straight weeks of just a game every three, four days kind of thing. They were just dead tired. It's now been a week. They had that big win at Sunderland and there's been talk for the past week. I know Eddie Howe may have been a favorite to be the next manager sacked, which, okay. Um, you know, if half your team is injured, I don't know if it's the manager's fault, but, but here we are. I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about Eddie Howe here, but they've had a week from that Sunderland match. They're back at home. They have their preferred back line for the most part. Um, maybe not even the most part, assuming these four guys start. Jolinton's out, but Lewis Miley has been playing well. And the front three is pretty solid. Okay. They don't have a ton of depth here, but, I think playing at home is enough and I'm going. So instead of the under two and a half goals, which was what you have, I went Newcastle plus one corner in the first half at minus one twenty. Uh Lately been kind of going against Newcastle corners, but yeah. for Manchester city with how they play with how, without Holland, I don't know if this, I don't have the exact numbers, if it means less corners, but it means less crosses from open play. So less crosses from open play means okay you know defenders aren't going to be heading the ball out of bounds kind of thing sure we're going to get shots and deflections maybe that's going to lead to corners we'll find out but that wasn't that was just another added talking point for me I just think that in the first half I think Newcastle know that they can they got a point last season in this spot they already beat them while with you know B squads in the EFL Cup, in the Carabao Cup. I think they have some confidence coming off that win against Sunderland. I think they know they can, or they think they can get a point in this one. And I think they're going to come out pretty strong. It's going to be pretty tight in this first half. And if we're getting plus one on Newcastle corners, I'll take that. So that's minus 120. Chris's is under two and a half goals, which is plus 130. Interesting that the, I think the Newcastle, as of last night, the they're over under for, corners on this game was three and a half so you expect them i mean this is you're taking them to get like two corners and city have like one corner essentially uh oh no in the first half i think yeah newcastle for the game is three and a half yeah but so you're you're expecting like first half to be like two two one or three one or something like that yeah two 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 one oh yeah two one's a push but you know one one two two yeah I think Newcastle will get a couple corners and I don't, I don't like, are we going to get right away? It's just going to be okay. Manchester city, 80% possession. And they're just going to have the ball in the attacking third, the first 45 minutes. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So how are they going to get to four or five corners? I don't think that's what Manchester city are going to do at least from the start. Maybe if it's scoreless and we get De Bruyne comes in, Doku comes in, and then Manchester City are trying to push it on. Newcastle are trying to, you know, hold it down, hope for this point kind of thing. But I don't think that's just going to happen from the start. That's fair. It's very fair. I don't like the minus 120, but... Uh, yeah, you, you would th- you'd expect them, to, like, considering it's three and a half for the game, and they expect, you know, they're giving you plus one here. I thought maybe it'd be a little closer, but... Yeah, I mean, well, Man City are mine or five and a half for the game, so yeah. it's not like their game totals are is massive. Yeah, like the corner yeah, I mean, total doesn't. I don't think it matches what the actual game number is. Where like Man City are what minus one seventy to win. You'd think like a bigger fair like that would be okay. I don't know, six and a half corners to two and a half corners. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, 
We're moving to Sunday, though. That was that was Saturday. Again, we're talking about the Chelsea-Fulham match at the end of the show in our single-game parlay. That is the other Saturday match. We have two games on Sunday, and I'll pull that up on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, make sure to give a thumbs up on YouTube as well as subscribe. We have Everton home against Aston Villa. And actually, I think for the first time in a long time, we got we got press conferences for all the games we're talking about. So I guess that is... Uh, one positive here as we talk Friday morning. But Everton are plus 180 to win at home. Aston Villa are plus 145. The draw is plus 260. And then for goals, you're getting over two and a half goals is minus 140. Under two and a half goals is plus 115. So Aston Villa, they might be getting back. Uh, Pau Torres should be good to go. Tielemans is back from, I think he's been out for about a month. Uh, he's been training. The news for Everton is that Dwight McNeil suffered an ankle injury a little more than a week ago, maybe exactly a week ago in the EFL Cup. Decoure is coming back from a hamstring injury, probably not ready to start. And then they have Idrissa Gay is out on uh, playing at AFCON. Uh, so without McNeil and Decoure, some changes. But I guess the good news, I don't know if you've been paying attention to Everton, but they uh, repealed uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin had a red card in the Carabao Cup a week ago. They got that taken away, so he's good to go. So he's in the starting 11. Uh, but Danjuma also started that match. Probably going to start over McNeil. Danjuma has not started a league match since September. So that's fun. And then Seamus Coleman is also back from injury. Aston yep. Villa maybe struggling a little bit ahead of this game. They had those big Arsenal-Man City wins. And then had some iffy results is what I'll say. You're questioning my, my struggling part there, but... What are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, really interesting matchup. Uh, Everton missing some pretty key pieces. I mean, McNeil's probably their best player, I'd say. And so he's going to be a, a, a big miss. Um, it was good to see that, that that DCL red card did get rescinded. You know, there is some sort of ju- uh, justice in this world because that was a pretty brutal red card. Uh, Adrissa Gay being out, is that's tough for their midfield. I mean, they still have... Onana, who's been really good for them, but I, he's a, he's going to be a pretty big miss for them overall. I mean, you mentioned a little bit a blip in form for Villa. They're still in second, or is it second place? I believe just a couple points above City with a game in hand. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they drop points at home against Sheffield United, where they had been so good at home. Uh, they didn't. They then lost three two to Manchester United, but uh, kind of righted their ways. Uh, the following match where they beat Burnley three three two, and then. Uh, most recently, I think this was last weekend, they beat Middlesbrough uh, 1-0 away in the FA Cup. So they, they have bounced back with two wins since that like that little blip in form against um, Sheffield United Man United. But I this is an interesting matchup. Um, Everton have been extreme. I mean, they haven't, maybe not extremely, but they've, they haven't, they've given up a, t- uh, a, f- a fair bit um, at home. They're, they haven't been super good. They've have three. Uh, let's see, three wins, one draw, and six losses at home. So it's not like they're giving up a ton of goals, but they they've conceded twelve in ten matches. I just I think Villa, you know, they're going to be able to bounce back. I kind of I had a number of thoughts when I initially looked at all these bets, but um, I actually went for the um, a little corners bet here since the this the show can be corners and waiters. I went Villa race to five corners at plus one hundred. Um, Everton overall, they give up, you know, it's about mid table in terms of, uh, in, in terms of corners given up, but, 
Um, I, I think that uh, Villa, who have been really strong, I think they're averaging a little over six corners a game, um, that they'll be able to, to kind of put Everton under pressure throughout the match and, and rack up a few, if, you know, five, at least five corners. Um, and then looking back at some of the recent matches with Everton, you see some of these teams who have just like put up, I mean, it differs in quality of talent, but City put up a ton, a ton of uh, uh, corners against them. Wolves even. Crystal Palace, I believe, was over five corners in the in the uh, FA Cup uh, match too recently. Um, so yeah, I I expect Villa to uh, to put them under pressure and to to find five corners the quickest way. Yeah, Everton are bottom three in terms of possession in the league, and you know without McNeil in there, uh, maybe that hurts a little bit. But definitely without Gay in there, uh, definitely hurts in the midfield in terms of you know preventing Villa from. From doing that, uh, I'm just I'm just trying to look up uh, corners allowed at home. I'm using our cheat sheet here. Everton are actually fifth worst in the league in terms of corners allowed at home. So that backs up uh, what your bet is here. So congrats on the numbers making sense for your bet. <laughs> I love I love when that happens. You know, sometimes you just shot in the dark, but this time I looked at the numbers, Adam. Yeah, mine is. Uh, corner related. This is a corners. This is a corner game here. I guess. Uh, I think like this. This feels like a one-one type of game, one-one, uh, two-one type of game. So I, I didn't really want to touch the over/under, and not, like I'm not going to take a double chance here. I'm, I don't feel comfortable with the money line. But I mean, you mentioned Aston Villa coming back a little bit, but just looking at some of these results. So they scored. They had. They needed a goal. In like the last minute, they played at home against Sheffield United. They needed a last second goal in stoppage time against Sheffield United to get a point from that game. They're up 2-0 against Manchester United. Then they let three goals in, in the second half. That 3-2 game against Burnley, uh, that was another late goal. It was 2-2. They needed a late goal uh, to, to win that game. Again, at home against Burnley. You know, this Aston Villa team who have been – who were pretty much – I mean, I guess before that Sheffield United game, they were dominant. They were dominant at home. Again, we saw the Arsenal-Manchester City wins. And then that Middlesbrough win came off of Maddie De- Cash deflection in, I don't know, the 87th minute. Otherwise, that was it was a score this draw written all over it outside of like a deflected goal. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure Aston Villa are playing, you know, at their peak from we saw their, their big wins. So then you throw that with Everton, who they have some missing pieces. I'm not – not sure exactly how they're going to want to do this, but I think this is going to be, I don't know if, if I want to say similar to Manchester City, Newcastle, but I don't think there's going to be, I don't think this is like back and forth written all over it. We'll see. Maybe, maybe Everton really sit back and Aston Villa kind of getting, uh, it's kind of like a counterattacking battle, which I guess is always, it seems like it's always possible with these Everton matches. Uh, and that will lead to more corners, but it just feels like it's going to be a little more defensive here. We got some missing pieces. We have Aston Villa, maybe some struggles here and there. Uh, so I'm just going under four and a half corners in the first half at plus 105. So that means to get your bet to hit Aston Villa race to five corners, we're going to need that to hit in the second half. That'll be <laughs> that'll be when either Everton are up one nil or it's scoreless and ever and Aston Villa are you know, kind of kind of pressuring, similar to what we said against Manchester City, kind of pressuring late in the match, getting that fifth, sixth corner kind of a thing. 
The good, the good thing about this is that we we both can hit. You know, we Villa could have four corners in the first half, set up nicely. You know, for that second <laughs> That's half. That's too close. That's too close. Yeah, too, we too only close. want right, we only want two three, corners in the first maybe half. Maybe three yeah. corners, three to zero corners. You know, we're you're looking good, or yours hits. I'm primed for a little you know, two corners in the second half, and we both hit, and you know, do uh, do well there. Um, you know, I love we're both on corners here, so that's always a, a corners and wagers bet. Uh, a couple other things that I thought would be interesting. You mentioned, I mean, Everton has the opposite thing going than than you know Newcastle does. Newcastle great at home. We just talked about Everton, really, really not that great at home. They're, uh, I think, fifth in the table of points gained uh, at home. They have uh, they've won three games. They've lost. They've drawn one, and they've lost a total of six. Uh, not a ton of goals at home. Um, and so I, th- you know, th- something to consider here would be the under two and a half. It's, it was plus one fifteen as of last night. Otherwise, I don't. I just have a tough time seeing Everton win this game. I think you could you could uh, look at a same game parlay which is something i also thought about um you can get aston villa double chance and either under three and a half which is minus 125 or if you want to go a little bit deeper on that one and you and you don't think there will be a lot of goals in this you can go aston villa double chance under two and a half that's plus 125 as a same game parlay so a couple other bets there that i I would consider taking but this is quarters and wagers here um for this particular match yeah, Everton actually have the uh, same amount of points away from home as West Ham do, who are six in the table. Uh, so speaking of the home away difference, but just in, in terms of just thinking about it, Everton have had a lot of these games where they have like, they can't score at home. They lose matches. They have three expected goals, something like that. They're just they're pumping in shots, but none of them hit the back of the net. I feel like that's happened, I don't know, at least three of their home games. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why they have a pretty bad home record, but. That's what uh, that's what happens when when you uh, you can't score. Uh, you get thirty shots, but you can't score. That's a that's a problem. Results in losses is what I heard. So, final game of the weekend, and you know I think all three of these games we're talking about are, are fairly are fairly fun. Uh, I wouldn't say one is bigger than the other, but you know Manchester United Tottenham maybe bigger on the surface uh, just because of the teams playing here. So Manchester United are at home. Plus 115 to win. Tottenham are plus 205. The draw is plus 295. And this one, you got to go a little higher here. So over three and a half goals is plus 105. Under three and a half goals is minus 125. Manchester United are getting some players back. It's assumed that Andre Onana is going to play for Manchester United and not for uh, his country in African Cup of Nations. Eric Ten Hag gave no comment on that today. It's assumed he's going to play. Luke Shaw, we could see back in there. That would be the main guy returning. Otherwise, it, it's been kind of the same group uh, outside of maybe Anthony could slot in here. But I assume it's going to be Rashford, Garnacho, Hoyland, Bruno Fernandez. We'll see who slots up in the midfield there. Could be could be the youngster, Kobe Mino. Uh, but this has kind of been their group lately, uh, without especially without Luke Shaw in there. Uh, and then the, the one thing with Tottenham, as you as we look at the projected lineups, I threw in Timo Werner today because I'm not sure yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah, um, <laughs> so so we got news that uh, Lo Celso has a muscle injury, so he's out. And we know Son's out. And the options are kind of slim because, you know, Papasar, uh, Basuma, those guys are gone to AFCON. So we got Benton Kerr in there, Oliver Skips in there. 
Pierre uh, Hoisberg is always in, in rumors to move away from the team because he's not really a, a pasta Coglu guy. So who's actually going to – how is this lineup going to actually look? It, we could actually see Timo Werner and Dragusin uh, start in this game. Dragusin start – or officially signed Thursday, I want to say. So he would start over Emerson at center back because Ben Davies is out a month with a hamstring injury. So a few more injuries for Tottenham, which, you know, isn't good news, but it's still a – Still a quality team here, you know, as I'm looking, okay, Oliver, Skip. I, there are questions in this Tottenham team. And if they do start Emerson at center back, I am worried a b- little bit. And I may ch- uh, it feels like I, I want to change my bet once you'll see what it is. But uh, are you giving the edge to Manchester United in this spot just because of what we're looking at with this t- Tottenham lineup? <laughs> am I giving the edge to Manchester United? I don't. That's a that's a big big question. I don't know if I'm prepared to answer that, but um, I, I mean, Tottenham obviously struggling. It, it will be interesting to see if I feel like it's tough to throw Werner right into the starting eleven. Um, but also, what else are they going to do? So I, they could be, start Brian Heal, <laughs> which I uh, yeah I don't know. I I I do think that. I love the loan signing of Werner for Tottenham. You know, he struggled pretty much the last, like, what, 18 months, maybe longer than that. Um, but in this system, I think I think he could really kind of flourish a bit under Big Ange, but ah, tough to see him come in there. Um, I, th- I First and foremost, I looked at the, the best for this game last night. The thing that's that really um, struck me was the both teams to score – which is typically, you know, one might depends on the team, but it might be around minus one fifty. You know, sometimes you, you're going to get better odds on that if it's like a, a poor, you know, a, a team more bottom of the table. But the both teams to score, when I looked at it last night, is minus two forty five. I don't think I've seen that. Like, in a, I I can't remember seeing that in a long time. Like minus almost minus two fifty. Like you're not typically getting that at all. So um, that tells you kind of what to expect here. They're the odds makers like, all right, United are going to give up some goals. Maybe Tottenham are going to score a couple and vice versa. Um, so that just, I was like, I was so, I was struck by that. But um, I, uh, I'm a little weary of this bet, but it's the one that stood out to me the most. Um, you know, Tottenham, despite, there was a good soundbite of, of Ange the other day, like talking about how, you know, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't need to spend, you know, you know, 200 million pounds on, on his team. Um, he maybe just want, I, I honestly think that um, United, they, they haven't been good away from, or away from home. Uh, ex- I'm sorry, at home, they've given up 16 goals at home, which is the fifth most of any team in the league. Um, and then Tottenham have scored the most goals in the Premier League away from home. They have 22 goals. So that leads me to believe, Go ahead and take uh, a Tottenham goals bet. So I got Tottenham over one and a half goals. It's plus 100. Again, United has conceded a fair bit of goals away, uh, at home and Tottenham scored a ton away from home. So that's where I'm at on this match. So we said both our bets could probably hit in that last one. And I'm not sure they can hit in the, with this one. I'm going I'm going a little different here. Okay. Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. You're talking about these massive minus 245 odds, both teams to score. But I think this is a perfect a play not to lose game for Eric Ten Hag because that is as Eric Ten Hag's favorite strategy. Let's play not to lose. And when they go down two goals, 
Uh, that's when there's a ton of goals in games. Now uh, we saw that in the Aston Villa game. They went down two, came back one, three, two. I know it's happened multiple times against like a team like Nottingham Forest, that kind of thing. But I think there's gonna they're gonna open things safe in this first half. I think it's gonna if it's gonna be scoreless. Uh, and I'm going with that because we have this Tottenham lineup here. Are Tottenham gonna be able to to capitalize on how Manchester United play? I think that is. That'll be the question here. How are they going to line up? Is Werner going to start? Is someone like Brian Heal going to start? And then you, you mix around their midfield a little bit. Basuma and Saar have both been really good in the midfield. Okay, you throw Oliver Skip in there. You, you Son is out as well. So we, we, we're changing all these things up. And I know the question on the back line. We'll see We'll see who starts at center back next to Van de Ven. Uh, so the so I'm just looking at it like okay I think they're gonna play Manchester United they're gonna want it this is gonna be a game where they want to win one nil kind of thing uh, that's kind of how Ten Hag wants to play so the question is will Tottenham be able to get that first goal and open things up and I at least in the first half I'm thinking that's not gonna happen so I got over uh, sorry I got under two and a half goals is plus one seventy I like I like the value here as well but I just think that. Okay, maybe we're taking Sun out of the lineup. We're taking Sar and Basuma out of the lineup. Are Tottenham going to be able to capitalize on how Manchester United play? And this bet is kind of saying that no, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be crazy because I think Tottenham are going to struggle to score, and we know that Manchester United can struggle to score pretty much against everyone. So uh, that's how I think this one plays out. But I guess Tottenham could win two nil, and both these would hit. But that that would be a, that would be a stretch. I caught what you said. I do think that um, a two nil result for Tottenham would be tough for them to manage. Um, I I don't think a clean sheet is going to work. So, what do you think the score is going to be? I think it'll be like two one. You know, looking back at Tottenham's recent results, I mean, I I feel pretty strongly about them scoring two goals. I think you know they scored. I think at least in their past past probably looking back to the Aston Villa loss. So the past six matches, they've had at least two goals in every match. In the in the Premier League, until this game, yeah. Well, I mean, what if, it, if it's two 0 We both win. If not, I win. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we got, you know, we're looking at our records right now, but they used to be worse is what I'll say. The records used to be worse. Uh, I think I was down 1,000 at some point. Now I'm back down to 104. So it's been, we've we both rebounded a little bit here, but Team Parlay maybe hasn't rebounded exactly uh, yeah. as we get to this this Chelsea-Fulham match. So Chelsea and Fulham, both these teams were in the, are actually are still in the Carabao Cup semifinals. Uh, Fulham just lost at Liverpool and then Chelsea lost to Middlesbrough. Uh, so two losses coming in. But they both played midweek, and I think a lot of hate is going on at Chelsea. We see we see the odds two weeks ago, Chelsea were minus 215 to win this one. Now they're only minus 160, minus 170, depends where you look. Fulham are plus 450. Uh, so who the heck is Steven Benda? I don't know. Steven Benda has, has a knee injury, but uh, that one, that's an interesting one. Uh, Chelsea have a pretty big injury list here. Nicholas Jackson's out for AFCON as well. And Cuckoo has an, a new injury, uh, which does not help things, but they have, they've been running out kind of a similar lineup for the past. I don't know. I want to say last couple weeks, I guess here, but they're home against Fulham. So how do you think this match is going to go down? Uh, I believe is the second leg of the semifinals actually in a few days after this one at the following week. Yeah, here. I believe. They both played. They both played midweek here, so it's not like one team's getting the advantage. Um, Chelsea lost one zero at Middlesbrough in the first leg. Uh, Fulham looked pretty good, honestly, on uh, on Wednesday against Liverpool. They lost two one. They were up one nil for maybe 60, 70 minutes, and then um, Liverpool brought on a couple subs and were able to come away with the result. But I, other than that, I mean, Fulham did look pretty strong um, against that Liverpool side, but. Um, yeah, this is a this is a tough match to to predict. I think, um, you know, looking at the four matches on the slate, I think this one had easily the toughest like the toughest bets to select. Um, so naturally, we're putting it into into our parlay. Uh, I actually I thought about a couple things here, but uh, I ended up on Chelsea Fulham over three and a half. Uh, I honestly I see this game ending up like three one Chelsea. I think Chelsea are, are kind of turning a corner. They are going to have to start Armando Broja up top, but. Other than that, I mean, they still have a, a – Cole Palmer's been great for them. Mudrick is getting a little bit better. Sterling has been fine. But uh, outside of that, I mean, they did beat Lutentown 3-2 previously in the Premier League. They won't beat Palace 2-1. So a couple wins couple wins in a row in the league there. So uh, Fulham, on the other hand, they're doing all right. They, they're coming off a two a massive 2-1 win over Arsenal. But prior to that, they had lost – they had dropped – Dropped two two losses in a row to uh, Bournemouth and Burnley, so I think Chelsea comes away with this one. I, I went over three and a half. Um, it's the best odds I could really find um, for to make our parlay work. So um, I'm on the over three and a half. I, I think Chelsea's going to be able to fill it up a little bit, and uh, Fulham are going to have to go for it as well. So I I offered you Chelsea win and both teams to score, but you weren't comfortable taking Chelsea money line. But I'm not right. still okay. You, you rather, still just prefer – you think it's going to be – it's more likely that either Fulham win or this is like 2-2 rather than Chelsea winning here? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Essentially, I, I do think you know, Chelsea are the better team, obviously, on paper, but I I don't have the confidence in betting Chelsea money line right now. Yeah, that's a good uh, – it's a good take. It's a good take. Is what I say <laughs> no confidence, no confidence at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have a they have a plus three goal differential at home this season. Chelsea do, uh, which is not very much. So if that says anything, uh, though, yeah, 
yeah, I guess Chelsea are just Chelsea have been Chelsea for the last, I don't know, however many years where you just can't, you can't trust them basically. Yeah. They're pretty mid table in terms of goals scored at home and goals against they're about, they're pretty much like sitting even mid table. Um, so it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like one's better than the other, but I will say Fulham have given up the second most amount of goals away from home this season. They've given up a total of 23 goals in 10 matches. So Kind of bodes well a little bit for the the over three and a half, but we're going to need a fair bit of work out of Chelsea to to achieve it. Yeah, I think uh, so. Fulham they don't have Alex Awobi, and I don't know. I said this a bunch of times, but I think when Alex they put Alex Awobi in the starting eleven, I don't know a few months ago. That's kind of when they turned things around and started playing better. I just think as more of an attacking player who he's one of those guys who just runs for the entire match. I don't know, like a Jordan Ayu who just gets back on defense, runs pretty much everywhere. You take that out of the team and that just changes some, some things up. Like Dakota Overeed doesn't do that. Willian doesn't do that. Harry Wilson doesn't do that. So you're kind of taking away a guy who's going to help a little more on defense kind of thing. Who's going to you know be a little more active. And, you know, they played well against Liverpool for the most part, but I'm still kind of iffy on just how they perform, uh, I guess, without – which, I mean, I don't know. It sounds kind of crazy, but how they perform without Alex Iwobi. But they did, they were worse earlier in the season without him. So, I don't know. Uh, just my, my part of the parlay here, Cole Palmer, three-plus shots is minus 120. Uh, he has – I think he has at least – uh, he has at least four shots in four of the last six matches. Um, I believe it's three of the last four in league play. And then he had four, probably should have scored twice against Middlesbrough, but he had four against uh, Middlesbrough. But yeah, he has five shots in three of the last four league matches. Then he had four shots against Middlesbrough, though he did only have one against Preston North End uh, in the FA Cup. Um but, you know, maybe some of this will depend on is Broja going to start up front? Where's Palmer going to play? But I, I think that similar to you, I think there's going to be there's going to be opportunities in this game. Chelsea are at home. Chelsea are going to get opportunities. So let's, let's just do a we don't usually do something like this. A shots bet. So yeah. Cole Palmer, three plus shots, minus 120 with Chelsea and Fulham over three and a half goals at plus 145. That parlay is plus 285. Yeah, I love the I love the kind of. Not, I wouldn't say random, but definitely a different different bet than we typically give with this Cole Palmer three plus shots. I also saw this morning in the uh, RotoWire FPL rankings that Cole Palmer is the number one ranked player for this game week too in the projection. So good to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll pull up his profile here. He, like his number, he has eight goals and four assists in sixteen games. And I mentioned like how many shots he's getting, and he, yeah. he's creating cha- he's creating multiple chances every game might be on corners, that kind of thing. So we like he's doing a lot of stuff in every game. Uh, he's producing, you know, he's he hasn't produced in what only like three, four league starts this season, something like that. Yeah. So now you put him at home against Fulham who who are prone to allowing goals. So like it, it makes sense. The numbers the numbers spit that out and it makes sense that he's up there just because I mean we look at we look, let's let's pull up the cheat sheet here, though. Uh, Rotoware.com slash soccer trial. Arsenal are the biggest favorite. Again, five of these games are next week, and so I, I guess maybe we'll talk about those games uh, next week, even though it's the same game week here. But So, yeah, Chelsea are the third biggest favorite. 
Manchester City playing at Newcastle are the second biggest favorite. And I mentioned Arsenal. Arsenal are having their scoring issues as well, having trouble scoring, uh, hitting the back of the net, getting opportunities kind of thing, losing matches. Uh, and they're the biggest favorite. So, you know, Cole Palmer as the top option, it kind of makes sense. Brighton are behind them in terms of the odds as well. So, um, and then I guess I should say also with Arsenal, you have, it's always with Arsenal, their top four attackers are always in play to score. So that's why their numbers are kind of spread out more than more than a team like Chelsea. But yeah. you got anything else for, uh, you got any thoughts for Bur- Burnley uh, Luton Town? Though uh, people will probably listen to that after that match has has begun. Um, no, I, I really don't. I a huge match for both of them. Uh, three points would go a long way in their effort to avoid the drop. But uh, yeah, not a game I necessarily analyzed uh, before this show, so I'm going to avoid sounding like an idiot. Um, but a big game. I would love to. I'm kind of like Luton this year. They're they're at least fun and frisky and a good team to watch. But uh, yeah, no no. Uh, no thoughts on it. Fortunately for everyone, I wrote up a single game article that has a single bet and a single game at plus 210 single game parlay in this article. It's right here. You can see it if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter. You can see this article. There are bets for Burnley and Lutontown only. It's right on the site, rotowire.com slash soccer, or just go to the betting page, go to soccer. It is there. Uh, so I'm not going to give my thoughts here. You got to read that article to find out what I think, but Burnley are at home. Vincent company gets the photo, uh, gets the, gets the premier picture there, but Chris, welcome to happy new year. Happy 2024. Are we going to finish in the positive of the season? Maybe we're, we're, uh, we're, 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 let's, let's call this bounce back 2024. That's what we'll do. Bounce back 2024. I mean, last year you were you were crazy in the positive. I was right around 500. I can't remember if I quite made it. I think I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. You would know. I think um, you did. I think we'll I was 500 did. by a, by about a couple bets, maybe. But don't quote me. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I think uh, I think no problems here to get a couple couple bets right and keep it moving. We'll be back next week uh, with another small small slate. There we go. More winners ahead. Thank you for watching. Uh, you can find Chris at chro 8 on Twitter. I am at Roto Zedroik. And also follow Roto Warrior Soccer. Thank you for watching, everyone. This has been the first five matches of Game Week 21. So we'll probably be back for the next five matches of Game Week 21. And that will be a week from now. So uh, see you guys next week. Good luck on your bets. And uh, let's win some money. We got, we got Liga MX returning today as well. Get your League of MX bets in. That is, that is the best league to bet, of course. Thanks, Adam.